Guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the wonderful The Arsenio ZSL Podcast, man. Again, as usual, I hope that you are well today. I'm so grateful that you are, again, tuning into one of my wonderful episodes. And today, we're going to dive into the second part of Tricky Conversation. So, we already know that we do have a tendency of blowing up on individuals when we take it personal. We end up blowing, on, blowing up on individuals when we feel that we're not getting the notoriety that we want. We're not getting the attention. We're not getting all the credit, right? And this is one of the things that a lot of us do suffer from because we kind of need that gratification. Um, I know of people who have worked for others. And again, you know, on, uh, on good days, you know, when I used to be a dental assistant, they never would say, thank you, thank you, thank you. But the moment anything, the littlest thing happens, they jump all over you. I've been there, I've done that. You've been there, you've done that. And so we got to discuss how we can have these, hand, you know, handling and handle difficult situations and conversations in the workplace. So again, if you work in an office environment, you already know that this is just a fact of life. Whether it's breaking the bad news, especially with COVID saying we're laying off everyone because we're completely uncertain about what's happening getting people to keep their promises, although it's very difficult to get anyone to do anything that's outside their comfort zone. Um, oh man, just a, a, a variety of different things. Complaining about a colleague's behavior. And, you know, uh, just recently on that, one of my, uh, what is it, ex-colleagues, she ended up quitting in the night she, uh, well, you know, the last week that she was there, we went out for drinks and then they were obviously talking about the other last uh, stand-in uh, sales front desk lady and I'm, I'm like guys you're just gonna come out here and talk about another individual I mean is that what we're gonna do here you know and again we do have a tendency of doing that um disagreeing with the boss there have been so many times that I've said you know what I'm not gonna teach this class because this clown wants me to use google meet and google meet is pure trash because you are completely unwilling to pay a monthly subscription, although I know that you are making millions upon millions. These little things are very, very frustrating, right? And to be honest with you, we just like to avoid those conversations in general. Why? Because we have a tendency of just tolerating it. We tolerate people mistreating us. We tolerate people speaking behind our back. We tolerate the salary that we make. We tolerate so many things in the workplace because it's better to avoid than to confront, right? But according to Douglas Stone, Bruce Patton, and Sheila Hing, okay, they work for the Harvard Negotiation Project. They said avoidance is never the answer. Obviously, we already know that. Thank you very much. That's why you go to Harvard. <laughs> Delivering a difficult message, they say, is like throwing a hand grenade. Whatever you do, it's going to cause damage. And not having the conversation is like hanging on to a hand grenade once you've pulled the pen. So typically, say the Harvard team, three things happen in a difficult situation and you must be sure to guard against them. So I'm going to talk about these three things and whether or not I agree or disagree with these clowns. Number one, a lot of time and energy can be wasted arguing about who did what, who should have done what, who didn't do what they were supposed to do and who's to blame. But this simply just puts everyone on the defensive and guarantees that the problem will not be solved. So try not to get into the blame game. Focus on the solution. Wow, you really do go, for, go to Harvard for a reason. Anyways, so if we actually break this down, 
it's very it's very easier said than done. Don't focus on blaming, blaming, blaming. I mean, even in everyday things that happen in my everyday life, I have a tendency of blaming too. There was a situation outside of the workplace that happened where I thought we did not get the correct plump, uh, a pump for the fish tank. And I just ended up blaming, but then I just sat down, I sat quiet and I said, what can I do right now? We're gonna have to order the other part, but in the meantime, let me just see what I can work with. And so I had to dig my down, my head, my hand down deep. Okay, at the bottom of the fish tank, I hurry up and just tighten it up. And guess what? Voila, it worked. I saved money. And guess what? All that blaming, it all backfired on me. Because if I was more solution-based, I could have handled the situation from a long time ago. Not crying over spilled milk, but looking at what I have right now, getting all the details and say, what do we need to do now? to move this forward. And so, you know, if there's, you know, th those hard conversations and, you know, I used to tolerate going back to the women I used to work for two years ago until they started demeaning me and my intelligence and saying, oh, well, we don't think you can teach ITP, you know, this, this, and you can't do this and this. And I said, excuse me, goodbye. I'm not tolerating your bullshit anymore. I handled the problem. I eliminated it. And there are so many relationships, especially in 2020. You have no idea. 2020 and the beginning of COVID, that February, that March to about May, or that March to leading up to August, I literally, I took out so much trash out of my life. I really did. And it's because, again, am I going to continue tolerating this? If not, I'm going to handle it right here and there. I'm not going to sleep on it. I'm not going to take it home and bring all that negative energy to a family or to my friends or to this or to that. No, I'm going to get on the call and say, hey, if we got an issue, we're going to handle this right now. That's all there is to it. And luckily, I do not work for a job uh, that I have to do that on a consistent basis. But I do have to put my foot down because there are times that they try giving me classes literally, um, you know, in, in some of the peak hours. And I'm like, uh, no. Okay, no. That's all there is to it. I'm not going to sit here and tell you why. Although this is the most of most clients I've had, uh, most students I've had online in my entire life through my own business online. I'm not going to get into that. I'm just going to say no. But but no. But you don't know my terms. You could contact the head boss and ask him about my terms so you could get some clarity. No, the answer is no. Sometimes I get a call all around noontime and somebody is just trying to like throw a curveball in my schedule. Hey, uh, you know, Kanjana, she wants to study tonight. I'm like, uh, that's in seven hours. No, I'm busy. What are you doing? Even the boss's son. Hey, Arsenio, can you teach the boss's son? Uh, when? 10 a.m. Ooh, I mean, this week I can't. Next week I can, but this week I can't. Regardless of the, if it's the boss's son or not, I cannot do it. Sorry. And so I do not tolerate people using me as a doormat, which is something we're going to be talking about in the next uh, few lessons to be on. Yeah, yeah, in the few lessons. So nonetheless, that's the end. Harvard, thank you so much for nothing. Uh, but for me, hey, a coaching perspective, there you go. You have all your tools. So let's go into number two. Inside our heads, we have an internal voice, which expresses our feelings. No shit. Sometimes this voice is so loud, we can't hear what's being said. Of course, our feelings shouldn't be silenced, but they must be kept under control. And if you're thinking, what rubbish? I don't have an internal voice. That's your, uh, I'm sorry, I, yeah, what is that? I don't have an internal voice. That's your internal voice speaking. I don't know what that means. Thank you very much again, Harvard. Amazing. Um, 
so basically you need to listen with intent. And sometimes we do get very defensive. Um, I've been, I've gotten very defensive in a number of situations being out here in Thailand because I felt like I felt the need. I always had to defend me and my name and other people who represent me and my color in this country, because again, times were just, times were very difficult. Seven, what is it? Oh my God, five to nine years ago. This was not an openly friendly country for people like me. It just wasn't. So I always felt like I had to defend myself, like a teeth out, you know, like a damn dog, right? And the thing is, I lacked listening to anyone else. And I don't really go on the attack anymore. Thank God I don't deal with those types of people anymore. I don't really do companies here in Thailand anymore because I focus more on the bigger picture, right? But in saying that, you got to be able to listen with intent in terms of, all right, so what is it that's being conveyed here? What you're trying to say is this and this. Am I right? We've done this before in the, in the previous seasons. This is how you're going to get out of your own head and put yourself into the shoes of the other person who's actually telling you a couple of things. We're going to be listening to this upcoming video coming up soon. And the last one, number three, many of us identify personally with our position in a disagreement. To accept that the other person could be right may affect our self-image in ways that they cannot imagine. So be sure to find out what really matters to them and don't confuse intention with effect. They may not have, but I'm sorry, they may not have meant to make you feel the way you do. So totally understand you know, self-image, ego, admitting that you're wrong is very, very difficult for a lot of men, especially. That's the alpha mask. Uh, and that alpha mask is always like, you know, beating your chest and saying, yeah, I'm alpha, I'm alpha. Meaning you're acting like you are better than most other men. It's a really divisive term that needs to be done away with. It's a very hip hop culture type of term. And if you are a manager or if you are someone where you cannot accept that someone else is right or listen to someone else, what's going to end up happening is you're going to fall apart. So again, and a lot of people are going to quit. So with that being said, what we're going to do now, we're going to listen to Heather catching up with Anton, Tony, and Alan. She's going to catch up with them after her complete outburst in the previous podcast. And so let's see how she handles these tricky conversations. I got to hurry up and make sure that I share the screen because if I don't, next thing you know, it's going to be a disaster. So here we go. I'm officially sharing and they are in the kitchen. Let's get on with it. So Heather, after blowing up on Alan, wasn't backing her up. Here it is. Listen, Heather, about this morning. I'm really sorry I didn't back you up in the meeting as we agreed. It's just that I could see there was no point. Gabrielle was very clear about our financial situation. There's just no room in the budget for an increase for anybody right now. You know that. Yes, I know, Alan. Look, I'm sorry too. I shouldn't have exploded like that. But we did agree to support each other. I just wish you'd warned me you weren't going to say anything about it. Well, it was a bit difficult to do that in the meeting, wasn't it? To be honest, once you saw how things were, I was surprised you raised the matter at all. Everybody's budgets are going to be frozen next year by the look of it. Yes, but we are a special case, Alan. 
We do have the company's two main clients to look after, and we need that increase. I agree. Do you think it would help if we arranged a private meeting with Gabrielle and Anton to discuss things further? Maybe without involving the other units. It's worth a try, I suppose. Okay. I'll speak to Anton about it first thing in the morning. All right, so there it is. That is a good start, to be honest with you. Um, again, considering what had happened before with her just totally blaming and being very, at, uh, being very angry at Alan for him not backing her up, seems like we're off on a good, on, off, off to a good step right now. So now, what's gonna happen is they're going to get together with Gabrielle private meeting without anyone else to see if they could do anything else. And it's not a way of him making it up, but to show his loyalty that he is someone that she can trust. And that was very good because she was very open and she also apologized. And then she re reiterated a couple of things, but not with sheer anger like she had done before. So here we go. Let's get into it. She is meeting up with Anton who took all the credit. Ah, Heather, I'm glad I bumped into you. Uh, listen, I've had a chat with Gabrielle, and she's happy to let you lead the client website initiative, since it was mostly your idea, provided, that is, you don't mind doing some overtime to get it done. Oh, I see. I said I'd ask if you were okay with that, because I know how busy you are. No, no, that's fine. I don't mind working overtime to get it completed. Great. And look, I'm sorry if it looked like I was trying to take all the credit for this. Well, maybe I was just a bit. It hasn't been an easy year. Yes, I know, Anton. It's been tough for all of us. And thanks for speaking to Gabrielle. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have accused you like that. It's probably because I'd just come out of that disastrous meeting with her about the budgets for next year. Ah, oh, yes. Alan spoke to me about that just this morning. He said you and he would like to arrange a meeting with me and Gabrielle to see if we can sort something out? Do you think she'll agree? That would be fantastic. Oh, I don't see why not. We'll talk to her about it in the morning. There it is. Okay, so it's very... And I know a lot of you right now are like, there's no way. I don't have colleagues that would admit something like that and that would say, oh, you know what? I did do wrong. Let me try to see if she is up for handling this own, you know, this own special project. And... Listen, there aren't that many people who are on the development, uh, the personal development mindset who are continuously growing and getting better, especially at communication. It just, it's just very rare, unfortunately. But at the same time, you know, it, it, that is a wonderful way that he had reapproached the situation, considering that this is someone that he works alongside. So that was a great way to say, listen, I just talked to her. She said that, hey, you know what, you can't take it. And so it's yours, provided that you just work several more hours. So he saw that, you know what, I am totally in the wrong. I'm going to go do what's right. And that's a beautiful thing. Unfortunately, there aren't that many people out there, especially colleagues that we work with, who are on that level. <laughs> there just isn't. That's all there is to it. So let's get into the last one. Tony, when she totally told him to get the hell out of the room. So here we go. Hi, Tony. Got a minute? Uh, yeah, uh, sure, Heather. Uh, what is it? It's about that report. I had another look at it last night, and you're right. We didn't allocate enough time to it. Oh, right. But I do have to get a copy on Gabrielle's desk by Friday, because Alan and I have another meeting with her on Monday. So 
I'm afraid I can't see any alternative to bringing in Kelly to help you. Oh, right. But, look, it's you who's done all the hard work, so I don't see any reason for Kelly to do anything but the routine stuff to help you out. Like checking those files, for instance. Yeah, sure. And there's no way Gabrielle's going to read the whole thing over the weekend. So, just get me an executive summary by Friday, will you? I'll give that to Gabrielle, and then you and Kelly can get the rest done next week. But don't worry, I'll make sure you get all the credit. I know what it's like not to be appreciated. Thanks. <laughs> I'll, I'll get right onto it. And there it is. So he feels a hell of a lot better rather than her just completely saying, I'm going to get Kelly to help you, and then her just kicking him out. So that is, again, that's a great way for her to go back and say, you know what, I really don't see an alternative. However, this, this, and this. And he ended up feeling a heck of a lot better. Just doing all the basic work so that he can handle the big work. And so that's how you handle difficult and tricky conversations in the workplace, people. There are ways and alternatives of approaching situations to de-escalate situations and to obviously not destroy the trust and destroy the bond between you and your colleagues, but to also be someone who listens and to put yourself in other people's shoes so that you can understand better. And that's the most important part. So with that being said, people, thank you so much for tuning in to another wonderful ESL podcast. We got a lot more coming, so you better stay tuned over and out.